Hello and welcome to the Press Start podcast. We are on episode 37 of the podcast now. Uh, As always, I'm your host, Ash, and joined by my co-host, Shane. Uh, In this episode, we are going to go over the the, the news from the past week. Uh, There's been a little bit that we're going to race through before discussing a little bit about the uh, Developers Direct that we've just watched uh, over the last sort of hour, hour and a half. Uh, five games overall that was announced at that, or not announced, but it was sort of, you know, we got a bit of an in-depth look a bit more about these games, uh, so we'll be talking about that a little bit later on. But before we start any of that, uh, Shane, how has your last week been? It's been very good, thank you, yeah. Um, as promised on last week's episode, uh, I, I said I would bring with me tonight information about Baldur's Gate 3. Yeah, uh, which I've been playing all week. Um, it's it, it's a superb game, um, unbelievably good looking. But with it, a very complicated game, um, and so much to do. I mean, I expected that, um, but it's just the sheer amount of like magic spells and and different sort of sorcery stuff you can do, actions you can do. Um, when I first turned it on, I, I reckon, you know, when you were level one, two, and three, there's about forty or fifty actions that you can do during combat, during okay. the turn-based combat. It's incredible. Um, and as you go along and add more classes and learn more stuff, with it comes more spells and, and oh, it's in, it's incredible. So it's very, very complicated to get your head around it. If you're new to Baldur's Gate, it's going to take a little bit of time um, to learn that and, and quite a bit of frustration that comes along with it. Um, but as well, one thing I didn't realise that happens is literally everything that you do in the world for every person you meet to the members of your team, whatever decision you make in a conversation affects everything. I've had two members leave my camp um, because I won't give them what they wanted and we got into an argument. So they've left my team and I've had to get new members. Um, I've killed the wrong people by accident <laughs> and via conversation. It is It is not just one or two things throughout the game that changes the way what your game's going to be is every single conversation. The guy I killed by accident, I did it by, I, he introduced me to this trader um, that was a secret, and I was searching chests and that around him in this building, and by accident, searched a chest that had, like, um, alcohol in it, and it, it basically you spread it on the floor because you can dip your sword in things like that and set it afire. Oh, okay. Because you, you can, yeah, you can use the environment around you while you're in combat as well, like get things to land on them and set off flames in front of them by using barrels and all sorts of different stuff. And I did that by accident. And all of a sudden I'm in, I'm in a fight with him and kill him. And that's him gone from game. Then that's done. Yeah, you, you kill that's a character, it. that's it. It's done. Um, so, yeah, w- one guy wanted to swallow magical artifacts because he, he, he tried reckoning on he had this disease that he had to swallow magical artifacts. So every bloody thing I picked up that were with uh and had a bit of magic about it, he wanted to eat it. So I was just <laughs> like, I'm not having any of this. Like, So I basically told him, you're going to have to wait. I ain't got hope for you and that were it. He got his knickers in a twist and left. So yeah, he's literally every single action affects As your a game. Consequence. And, yeah, it, it, and, and it's good. It's good, but sometimes it's highly frustrating. So if you do start Baldur's Gate 3, then I strongly advise get about five or six different saves because you're going to want to load it up when you make a mistake again because it it, it can be frustrating because you think, well, I didn't want that to... That's not the path I wanted to go down. 
and somehow, because I've done the conversation wrong or I've failed at an action, because a lot of actions you roll a dice, an action dice. Oh, okay. And and if your level is not high enough and your dexterity and your intelligence and all that that's combined with it, you don't roll a big enough number, it goes wrong. And it is highly frustrating, but what a game. And it has proper... It's proper drawn me in this week. So, yeah, yeah. really, really yeah, good week. Good. I, I could literally sit and talk about Baldur's Gate, Gate forever, but I might do a video review or something like that. Yeah, that'd um, be pretty cool. But, yeah, been a really good week on that, to be fair. Um, so, yeah, what about yourself? Have you had a good week gaming? Um, yeah, it's it's been all right. We've been doing a bit of... Mo- just to be honest, it's the same as it's been for the last few weeks. A bit of Warzone, a bit of Minecraft. A um, couple of games coming up. Uh, one released today on Game Pass. One's tomorrow. Um, I'd quite like to try F124, I think it is, that was added today. Um, and Pal World, which is coming tomorrow. There's quite a few people looking forward to that. Yeah, I It's got a, a kind of... It, it looks good. It's got that kind of... It's got a Pokemon feel, almost identical in some ways. You've got, you know, um, the different monsters that you can catch in... They look almost like orb-type vase things. Obviously, in Pokemon, it's a Pokeball. Yeah. Um, and, you know, you can battle them, you can attack, and then obviously capture these different monsters. Um, but there's also elements that involve that I've not seen much on yet, but where you can actually build bases and things, and some of those monsters that you catch will work in your base and, you know, produce things and construct things you know it's, it's going to be something that over the next week once it releases tomorrow or today if you listen to it um yeah it's going to take something you know we're gonna to have to get into it but it's something that's oh, it's had my attention for a while um, and i'm, I'm gonna say to it's up your street isn't it because you, you're oh, a yeah, pokemon 100%. fan as well aren't you yeah yeah i think you know it's, it should be good and um there's some pretty decent reviews for it already people are saying it's quite good it's like people have said, it's it's a good, from what the reviews are saying, it's a good foundation for something that can get bigger. Yeah. Obviously, with things with monsters like that, you can easily add an update with 30 new monsters yeah. you know, or a new part of the world to explore. So people have said it's a good base to a game. And so there is the potential, yeah, there is the potential to make it better with more content and more additions in time. So I'm looking forward to it. I think it should be a good one. Good, good. Uh, and it's, I mean, it's not been the best uh, week of news, has it? Really, this week, it's again, it's the quiet it's spell, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's that time of year. Yeah, it is. It's it's a difficult time of year where you get you get the odd leak and you get the odd, um, you know, like we've had today. We've had that little show tonight, which were okay, wasn't it? It were all right. Um, yeah, it was. I mean, it the, was okay. The it was avowed a that you know we'll get in. Obviously, we'll get into it in detail later. But avowed that was shown. That felt very Baldur's Gate to me. That, you know, to, if anybody's looked looking at, at, yeah. at, at anything that, you know, what might Baldur's Gate look like, that, it, it does, it, it, that it seems to have a lot of familiarities with Baldur's yeah. Gate. Yeah, I'd say that. this latest view of Avowed impressed me more than anything we've seen so far, so yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, something yeah. we'll definitely sort of go into in a bit, but... Um... We will. Yeah, before we get on with do- uh, Developers Direct, let's just have a quick run through. Uh, there's nothing in mega detail, really, with the news this week. Um, starting going back sort of the end of last week, over the weekend, um, some of you, myself included, will have played Smite. Uh, I played it and, to be honest, didn't really get it. Um, it's a free-to-play uh, massive online battle arena. 
and a leak online has basically suggested that there is going to be a sequel to Smite. It is a popular game. Uh, it's been going for quite a long time now as well. Um, and data mining has basically found a mention of Smite 2 Founders Pack uh, within the Smite original game's files. Um, you know, there's not a lot more, obviously, on that at the minute. Um, yeah, you know, it's, it's it's again, it's a leak. It's a thing That's of, it. you know, to be announced. Confirmed, do we? Sure. No, we don't know for sure. Um, there's, you know, Smite's birthday event is coming up in March, the 25th of March. So, you know, who knows? Maybe then we'll get something, a little bit more insight into it. But for those of you that play it, as with some games this time of year, the leaks start to come out, data mining, looking at file names and that. So, you know, at some point soon, we might get some form of uh, announcement about a sequel to the original game. Yeah, that's it. Going into summer, couldn't we? That's when everybody starts starts releasing news and stuff like that with all new games. So yeah. maybe that's one we'll get, you know, we'll get to see this year. Um, but speaking of games and, 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 and that were big games last summer, uh, Starfield obviously was the pinnacle of that. Um, and Bethesda have said that they're gearing up to intensify the f- frequency of updates throughout 2024. And that includes one um, that should be coming from the start of February, um, where there's going to be a huge update um, that sort of brings 100 improvements uh, and fixes for the game. Now, we know that we've said it a few times, haven't we? And I think we mentioned it last week that Bethesda are, you know, there's apparently some big, big DLC in the works that's going to be announced shortly for Starfield. So it looks like what we always anticipate is that this game will be continued to be built on. Yeah, I think new things I think coming out. Bethesda, have, I think it was always their plan that this. You know, this is a long, long-term game. You know, updates yeah. and fixes are always going to come along with every update anyway. Yeah. Um, but I'd imagine the possibilities with obviously over a thousand planets and the ability to add more, you know, there's there's every the chance possibilities are endless, we will get. Really? Yeah, 100%. I mean, and, again, and... take No Man's Sky as an example. Yeah, yeah. They just keep throwing massive new additions into it and it gives the game a whole new lease of life. Yeah, that's it. And 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 I've heard that obviously many people have mentioned that that getting around on a planet can be quite difficult and and there has been leaks and rumors out there that land vehicles or a way to travel on land will become easier. Um yeah, you know, that's something that I'm this, quite this looking year. forward so to. That'd be cool. That'd be cool. Yeah. So yeah, we so, get so some, keep, uh, we'll keep us here stars on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, obviously, Xbox are always looking at ways to add new features, new things to the overall experience, and we've got some new uh, dynamic backgrounds for Xbox. So uh, each of the backgrounds is inspired by EA Sports games, ranging from F1 to NHL. Um, there's nothing that dynamic. You know, they're starting to be a bit... Some of them are great. There's a subtle, lot of interactiveness. Yeah, they're very little things. Um EA Sports have got uh, eight dynamic backgrounds at the moment for EA Sports FC 24, EA Sports PGA Tour, UFC 5, World Rally Championship, F1 23, NFL 24, NHL 24, and Super Mega Baseball 4. Um, The majority 
a very very like you say very minute in terms of dynamic like we've had some over the years obviously we've got the squiggly line ones and we where everything's moving yeah well i have these like the ones bubble are a little bit more on mine and like so every yeah. bubble is dynamic it moves yeah these are very yeah i think ones. my my ones i think still the starfield one at the minute mm. and that's where you've got obviously that like ray of light through the middle of the background that lights up and i've yeah. had the halo one before but some of these are just a couple of flickers of light well it's like the nhl lights. one it's just like the dust off the off the ice isn't it that that kind of yeah shimmers. that's all it it's, is it's it just is a little bit of movement uh yeah. so it's, it's very basic but you know it just adds a little bit more variety for you yeah exactly yeah. um and you know in we we spoke last week didn't we? We, we we the one of the news articles that we got last week was that halo and that it you know there's a new project in the pipeline uh, and stuff like that and you it was you that mentioned um the halo wars so yes unfortunately yeah. this week we've had news that uh, um, a major battle royale that was a halo battle royale project it was codenamed project tatanka um has apparently been cancelled um yeah so there's a there's a lot going on isn't there in the the sort of halo world where we're getting rumours of one and we're hoping for another and one's been now cancelled. Um, so there's a lot of uncertainty. I think it's, yeah, there's, yeah, there is. There's a lot of that at the minute. Obviously, at one point, Halo Infinite was in a position where people thought that might be it because it didn't launch very well. You know, mm. the multiplayer was okay, but the campaign just didn't quite live up to the hype. And, you know, people were going, I think that's it. You know, 343 at one point, they were going on about, you know, uh, people being let go are they going to be keeping the halo titles and all that sort of thing and you know they've kind of clawed that back a little bit but the battle royale side of it if that was what we spoke about last week as you know an untitled yeah, project yeah, yeah. then Is this, maybe that's that, it that's gone um, yeah unless i mean there was talk at one point of the battle royale potentially being just a whole new project of a mode to come into infinite but it might just be that but, maybe, um, maybe. Yeah, I mean, we'll, I mean, we'll this see. is the thing, isn't it? I mean, the the fact that this is, I mean, it it does use the words cancelled. Um, yeah. You know that that is how they have described it. That that you know, Project Tatanka has been cancelled. Um, but we've seen it before, where 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 developers do say that they've they've cancelled it, and in fact they've just shelved it, and they might take it back off the shelf later on. Who knows? We don't know that. Um. I mean, we've said it a few times, haven't we? Battle Royales, they've become a bit common now. Everybody's trying to do it. So for me, I don't think it's a bad thing. I don't think it's something I would have picked up anyway um, for me. But if what you mentioned last week was the case and this you know, this other new project that they're working on is not actually Project Tatanka and it is Halo Wars, then <laughs> hello, I'm back. That, you know, yeah, that so, opens things up differently. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so... And and I think that I think that's the thing for me, the uncertainty over at Free Four Free and that is like seriously, whatever it is that's going on there and, 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 and you know, I know you've said like infinite and that clawed it back, but the the release and that, they've gotta get it they've gotta rein it in. They've gotta get it under control. Yeah, you gotta start otherwise it could delivering. be that this is, you know, the the end of the Halo series, which would be a massive shame. It would, yeah. Um, talking of another series that obviously is big for Xbox, uh, Forza Motorsport, we've said previously, it just kind of failed to keep us hooked, didn't it, a little bit. Um, 
there are some new there was a, a big update uh, update 4 has now arrived on xbox and pc um part of it one of the big things is that the daytona international speedway has the tri-oval circuit and the sports car circuit now available um new events is the italian challengers event which runs from january 18th so today right through to the 29th of february um as well as the automotive classics event uh, which is an open class event uh, some new reward cars spotlight cars uh, some new cars for the car pass uh, including the mclaren senna which is one of my favorite cars um, some new multiplayer events different series rival events as well as a huge huge list of fixes and improvements to the overall game experience yeah. including like the little details on cars um a fairly decent update you know there's quite a lot going on there um you know we know once forza whether it's motorsport or horizon it starts to settle into the thing of the big updates generally just bring new content don't they you know new yeah, car pass yeah. things and you know a few new events um but yeah you know it's well, it's like when you look you that... at update four, it's, it, it seems that there was a lot of problems with decals and liveries. Um, yeah, on many there was a lot cars, of clashing so, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so that apparently all that is, uh, uh, you know has been seen to in update four. But yeah, yeah, I think it is going to be mostly going forward. It's going to be new content. We discussed it last week that um, they're going to try and fix the AI aggression. They're going to try and fix. Um, the way you up, up, um, upgrade your cars. So I think this is another game, I think, much like Starfield, is going to have a big year uh, in terms of updates oh, and, so, and, yeah. and what we might see uh, come to the game this year. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing a bit more on that one. Now, the one thing we're both looking to see more on, uh, and you sent me this privately as well as... Um, posting it on the website this week, but we are getting the return of a game, a game that we used to love um, back in the day, and it's coming from 2K as they announced the return of Topspin. Um, yes. And it will be Topspin 2K25. Now, we I played this ridiculous amounts uh, when I was younger and when Topspin were, you know, heavy in its its glory days. Um, so this is a great piece of news, is this, because I don't know what it is. I've not been able to get into a tennis game since. No, I mean, there was one, I can't remember the name of it now, but there was one that was released, I think it was last year or the year before. Yeah, it didn't feel it. the same, did it? It just don't work the same. And I think, like you, the last top, the last good tennis game I played was Top Spin. Mm. And I used to love that game. And I still remember, I think the band is called something like Bo uh, boys like girls and it's called the great escape and it was a sound like one of the theme songs from that game and mm. it's one of my favorite songs still today and it wow. reminds me of that series you know yeah, that was yeah. years ago yeah i mean it's great news i mean I, I again you know you don't expect big game announcements like this um at, at this early in the year um but yeah the it, it, it's it's been brought back so yeah so yeah as and it's we in the hands of 2k which yeah, and that's it. 2K are brilliant at sports games. I think they're incredible. Like when you look at the basketball game and stuff like that, they are incredible at it. So this, if this comes with like an NBA type career mode, this will be on another level. You know, this is going to be like top spin on steroids. 
Um, and there is an official teaser trailer as well, by the way, on our website. Yeah, so it doesn't give away much, but uh, no, it doesn't. But it's there to watch it. Press hyphen. Yeah, we know it exists. If you want to watch that, so yeah, it is coming back. Top Spin is coming. Now, one game that I've never played the original, but it's one that's always had my attention, and this one really has my attention. So there's a game called Frostpunk, which is basically another city builder type thing, but it's, you know, sort of uh, steampunky, but set in like a frosted over, you know, world. A bit different to your normal city builders, let's put it that way. Um, yeah. It's a game that I think the original has been on Game Pass for years as well. Uh, and Frostpunk 2 is officially coming to Game Pass when it launches on day one. Um, in terms of when we know when it's going to be, um, it's expected to be released in the first half of 2024. Um, that's for PC Game Pass with the console version slated to arrive a little bit later. Um, I, I want to play this, I think. Looking at the trailer, yeah, it's good. The, the, the comments on social media when this was posted the other day were quite positive about the game. The original was a masterpiece and all that, which kind of made me think maybe I should give the first one a go. I was going to say, like, um, you've just given me a piece of information. I didn't know that the first one is on uh, yeah. Game Pass. So, I think it's still on there. It might have gone, but it was at one I point because I watched all the trailers. We've finished recording. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's, you know, it's a strategic sort of city builder with loads of challenges and stuff. You've got to keep your people happy. There's... You know, the usual things, you know, the politics that come into it and everything like that, as well as supplying food and shelter, um, as well as tensions that can build amongst your civilians. So, you know, it kind of follows the general city builder thing, but it's set in like a ice agey, frosty. Yeah, it looks a metal. bit dark as well, doesn't it? Like, it yeah, has a bit it more is. of a it's darker very dark. element than the new um, usual city builder. And yeah, the, the, the new one, obviously, Frostpunk 2 looks very good. So I'm looking forward to that. Yeah. Yeah, it should be good. Um, uh, so one game that we've been playing heavily uh, recently, um, there and thereabouts, um, is Call of Duty. Um, now, Call of Duty have apparently this week introduced um new ecosystem for the anti-cheats with the Ricochet software, which has been updated and it's, it's been put into the game. Um, can you, would you say you've seen a lot of cheats playing Call of Duty? Um... I it's easy enough for us to no. I mean, it's easy enough for us when we get killed sometimes to go, nah, that ain't right. You know, when you get killed by someone instantly and that. But you know, there are some questionable kills. We've had a few where you know a person runs up the stairs as you're sort of up there on a rooftop and they literally turn and shoot you, and it's like, yeah. you know, I had my back to you. You know, yes, there's UAVs and that, so they might know you there. There are some dodgy kills, and especially in like the Google. Yeah, some we've of them definitely are... seen them, haven't we? But yeah, not, but not I not say to a huge extent. No, not compared to how the original Warzone got. At one point, that was broke. You know, there it just you just went into lobbies and you could just sit and watch the kill cam and follow the person after, and they're on like yeah. twenty eight kills, and they're literally snapping to people up in the mountains and killing them. And it's like, you know, it's not that bad at the minute. But um, yeah, this new system basically, I like this idea. If this, if they can get this implemented to work properly, yeah, you know. So if the system, if the Ricochet system figures out that you have got auto aim and an aim bot, 
it will literally just close the game. Yeah. It's no longer a thing of, you know, it bans your account, but you can then just go and create a new one. It's not a thing of we can just disable this. It's if it detects it, it closes the game screen down. That's it. Game gone. Yeah. It's you good. It's a good way of doing that. it. And and it, they have said, haven't they, as well, they've warned that if repeated, they do catch repeated use of this, then there will be account consequences as well uh, yeah. in the future. So, yeah, it's good. It's good that this is happening um, because we it have been in happen, a game, yeah. Call of Duty previously, where it has been riddled with cheaters, and it? Like, it was harder to spot people playing properly than it was cheaters. Yeah, um, there there's been... Yeah, there's been some really bad cases over the time. And, you know, it, it's very clear that it's out there because, you know, YouTube and TikTok and that, there's loads of videos online of people who are streaming and stuff that get caught out with their overlay of their aimbots and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, they're running around, they're running towards a building and let's say us three are on the rooftop, they can see the little red squares or the red names of the people where they are. And it's like, I just don't get it. And, you know, this is just one more step towards battling that and... Yeah. Hopefully, you know, we'll we'll see another reduction in uh, the overall hacking experience with Call of Duty. Yeah, we certainly need to. We certainly need to. And it's nice that the developers are keeping on top of it. And speaking of developers, this brings us to tonight's show of the developer direct. What do you think about the show fantastic overall? Fantastic transition, can I just say? It was. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it. Worked that. very well. I appreciate that. <laughs> um, but yeah, what did you think of the overall show? I thought it was decent. I do. I've always loved a developer insight. You know, when yes. I was younger, I used to love. I think I've probably said this on previous ones where one of my favourite things back in the Fable days was Lionhead did like a video documentary series of the um, development of. I think it was Fable Two. Yes, it was. And yes. I think they did maybe eight or ten episodes over the year, and it was an inside look at Lionhead and all this sort of thing, and. That was where my sort of love for not only the game, but that behind the scenes thing come from. You yeah. know, you'd, you'd go in and you'd see them working on the screens and playing the game through their computer and creating the characters and, you know, the art and all that. Because obviously I'm big on art and yeah. drawing. And so for me to see these people sitting and sketching the world into the screen was like insane. Yeah. And that's what I love about the developer direct because not only do we see a little bit of the game, but you actually see what these people do, whether it's motion capture, whether it's drawing of, you know, the landscapes or the characters, right down to even like the, you'll know what the words are, where there's like all the chains of boxes that link everything together, like the actions yeah, yeah. and all that. Yep, yep. You know, all that, all the all the techie side of it, everything to do with it. I just think it's really interesting. And there were some decent games. Um, yeah. You see, yeah, I'm like you. Know, you. I, I see. Well, well, I'm not like you in a way. I am in that aspect. I think one thing I love about a developer direct like this, or seeing like we saw it with Starfield when they did extensive stuff, is seeing the studios. Yeah, and it's like you know it, it, because that is my ultimate goal as a developer. That's my sort of end point is a game studio, and and yeah. seeing the studios and just seeing the team work together and like you said, doing all that. I love watching the making. Of a, of a video game and like you said making the characters and you know the 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 world around it and you know like the um which game was it that went to it were it, it was Senwa's saga wasn't it where they went to yeah, Iceland and captured yeah, it all they did, like, and then, reference stuff yeah and then they came back and and made the world and stuff and it's like wow 
that's incredible. And to think that that's part of the job. Oh, by the way, guys, we've just got to take a quick trip to Iceland. All right. Yeah, lovely. But, however, you like watching the same with movies and TV shows and that, don't you see? I oh, love, hate that. Yeah. Hate it. I love seeing hate behind it. the well, scenes. I remember one distinctive one, because obviously I'm a massive, probably the world's biggest Game of Thrones fan. I love it. And when you see Daenerys Targaryen on a dragon, and then you see how it's made, and she's on some sort of <laughs> bucking bronco thing in, in a studio, room. yeah, in a, it, with all this green around her, and I'm like... You've ruined it. That was, No, 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 that were real. She was on a fire-breathing <laughs> dragon. She wasn't doing that at all. So it's a very different, you know, complex situation for me. I hate it with movies and TV, and I don't want to see it. it like a magic, like a magician, I don't want to see how the tricks are done. I want to believe yeah. that the magic's real. However, with a game like you, I love this side of it. I love getting the insights of it and how they've come together and stuff like that. So that I did love. Um, I thought it was quite a short show. Yeah, um, yeah. It was, was quite what was it about forty minutes or so? We're on there. Yeah, yeah. I was. Quite yeah. So with. we started off with um, Obsidian, who are developing Avowed. Um, like I said earlier in the episode, I was quite impressed with this. Yes. More so than I have been so far. Um, you know, obviously we know that in between every episode, not episode, but you know, a reveal of a game, we know that within them three or four months, things can change massively. Yes. Um, Avowed seems to have ever so slightly taken that step. It's, it almost seemed too whimsical, too bright and over the top when we saw it back at whenever it was Christmas or Summer Games Fest or whenever yeah. it was we last seen it. Um, yes, it's still a very colourful and bright, vibrant world, but I think... There's a lot more attention now on things like, obviously, the combat, you know, the different ways you can combat and the different enemies and that that you come up against with a whole variety in there. Lots yeah, of different it is. styles of uh, enemy yeah. and so on. I mean, I would say, like like you said, I, it did look a bit OTT before. I think, like, where they've implemented the desert and, and, and things like that now, there's quite some dark and dingy places as well. Yeah. So, like you said, it gives it a nice offset. Now, the combat, if I'm honest, as good as it looked, and I'm sure to many it will look good because of the diversity of it, this is the one thing that will put me off this game. Do you reckon? And, yeah, I do. Because they say that, that you can have many different ways, so they want it. So it, it looks slash and dash. Now, they you know, make it very clear that it's not hack and slash and slash and dash. They say it's not that, and, and you can switch from melee and magic and gunfire and all this seamlessly. So one minute you could be with a bow and arrow, then you can pull out some pistols, then you can pull out a wand and start wielding magic. Uh, and they did say as well, didn't they, that the loadouts, you can you can create many, many different loadouts and then quickly change to that loadout. Yeah. But I cannot, and I it, this it, it might just be me, but I cannot play... Like I do, just don't enjoy a game like this that has that type of combat system in it. And what Baldur's Gate does for me, like I said, this game reminds me so much of Baldur's Gate. This trailer tonight of what they they show, not the trailer, but the you know the little bit they show, is it looks very Baldur's Gate, but Baldur's Gate does it in a turn-based system, which allows you to bring up that action wheel and choose from fifty to I don't know, possibly a hundred 
different actions. And I think that is what you get out of a turn-based system in a game that where you wield magic and stuff. And for me, I've never met a game that where this works perfectly in a game. So obviously I can't say it doesn't because we're not played it yet, but I, that will be the one thing that puts me off. But other than that, I thought it looked incredible and it is a game I do want to play. Yeah, I think I like the fact that they've sort of said, you know, obviously a lot of games follow this sort of idea, but, you know, it is one where decisions that you make within the missions, the answers that you give to different characters and things like that, yeah. they will have different effects and results and also a bit of a moral impact on you as a character. It kind of sounded like the way that, you know, when in Fable you could sort of, your moral impact, yeah. you can, you know, have negative impact and make your character a little bit more of a negative character. I might yes. be wrong, but that's just how it sort of come across that it don't got... just have impacts on the story, but yeah. on you as a character. I got again that I think that was one of the biggest parts of it where I got that Baldur's Gate three feel about it. Um, is that I think it will be you know you argue or you upset the wrong people and you're going to kill them and that's it done from game and I yeah. think it's going to be on that level which I don't mind. But like I said, with with Baldur, I, I hope to tone it down a little bit and maybe get to that, what you've just mentioned with Fable, maybe lean towards more that side because it can become so frustrating when you're playing a game because part of me sits there with Baldur's Gate 3 and thinks, well, I will never know where that character's story ever went. I'll never, yeah. I'll never get to find that out. Or will I? I don't know. And I find it quite frustrating. But I'll tell you one thing I want, unbelievably impressed with it on avowed graphically was the water I thought the water yeah. looked insane I yeah thought looked i thought incredible. it did look quite good but yeah good game good game it, uh, yeah. and i do want to get my hands on it i'm i'm just worried about the combat system yeah and we will obviously see a little bit more of that before they did say before the end of the year we'll reveal more uh it's due fall of this year so still a while off yet yeah, you know, another maybe nine or ten months yet, but I'm sure with Summer Games Fest and that, we'll see a little bit more on Avowed because it's kind of one of the big-named titles of Xbox this year, isn't it, as it, it is. stands? Yeah. So, it yeah, is. we're going to see some more on that. So, yeah, uh, and like I said, it comes to Game Pass, as does many of these. But then we moved on to Ninja Theory, who are the developers behind Senwa's Saga, Hellblade 2. Um <laughs> Not your game. You you mentioned it as it came on screen, didn't you? You were like, "Well, this will be a bloody good watch, won't it?" Um, or fun <laughs> to watch, however you said it. But but again, this one, this is from that trailer we mentioned a couple of weeks ago. Again, didn't we? But from Summer Games Fest, where you had that that beautiful sounding thing of it, it was whispering one ear and then it went to the other ear and 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 back and forth. And we we actually got to saw in developers direct how that were done, didn't we? It were basically two ladies around a microphone with a headset on top of the microphone, and they were just going around in a circle, giving little whispers whispering and stuff. Out, yeah. And, and it's, I mean, when you look at that and you think, "Wow, is that how that's done?" It's kind of quite simple, isn't it? But yet the yeah. effect within the game is is absolutely incredible. Um, but yeah, I really, really want to play this game. I, I, just I think, think I will admit it does oh, look good. Oh. Like obviously, it's not my sort of game, and I wouldn't play it just because I wouldn't enjoy it for the the horror elements and all that sort of thing. Yeah. But you know, I like the setting. You know, it's set in like tenth century Iceland, where you come up against giants and Vikings and all yeah. sorts of things like yeah. that. Um, I like 
the setting in terms of, you know, where they sing, because obviously it's like a psychosis of Ben, isn't it? That's what she sort of suffers with. Yeah. Um, and, you know, and, you, and, you and ex- they mentioned experiences... that they worked, didn't they, with people with limited psychosis yeah. in the past and that, and it's like, wow. And and, and an expert, didn't they? They were working with yeah, a Yeah, professor and... from yeah. one of the universities of Cambridge and that, and it's like, you know, they've in, integrated things that only she can see, so, you know, patterns and signs and whispers and voices and things that will sort of guide you along the way um it looks it does look good you know it i will does. say that it does I, look do you know what I it looks w- like they've really done well massively impressed with um and this is a flip side of the coin to avowed was the combat system i thought it looked yeah. realistic i thought it looked like it was a proper fight it were gritty it were you know you you're not going to be in there and and, and winning any fight easily and and then the developers after showing the combat system said we want it to feel like every battle you have literally just survived it by the skin of your teeth you've just survived that battle yeah and i and love I think that that's about good. It. Yeah. yeah i just think it's like i think when you're immersed in that game because i think that like we've mentioned many many occasions the sound and the look of that game is going to immerse you into it and and, and you're going to be feel like you are there at that moment and I think that combat system, it's going to give you that feel that, bloody hell, I, I literally su- just survived that, my God, and make that game all the more intense and give you that feel about it. So I think this is this could end up being one of my games this year, seriously. It, if it lives up to what they've shown, I think this could be definitely one of my games of this year, without a doubt. Yeah, I think I'm looking forward to seeing a bit. Again, we're going to see a little bit more, I'd imagine, before it releases. Um, They did give us an actual release date, didn't they? They did. It's coming on May 21st, 2024. There we go. So not that long. Four months away. Four months and three days away. So So I'm sure we'll see a little bit more on that. Um, Then we got a bit of a, a surprise addition to the game yes. lineup because originally there was four games uh and then we got square enix arrival uh with visions of mana or mana yes. however you say it m-a-n-a um i didn't realize it's like something like the 13th entry in the mana series which is pretty cool um again it's got that sort of it's obviously got this like anime style that you've come to know with square enix um Again, it's got that kind of feel of like Pokemon, hasn't it? You know, yeah, it's, it's yeah, a Pokemon definitely. world. Yeah. Um, the bit I did like is the fact that the the guy who creates a lot of the characters, um, I think they call them like Pickies or something, and they I can't remember the exact name. Yeah. Um, he's created a companion that's going to join you along the way, and he wanted to create something that was you know adorable but looked like it could defend you along this journey and. He took two characters, he took, uh, or two animals to inspire the character, uh, which was a Yorkshire Terrier and an Armadillo. Love which is the called fact Pickle. Yorkshire's getting a look in there, all the <laughs> yeah. way to Square, Square Enix in Japan. Um, so, yeah, that was pretty cool. It's like this giant dog with, like, almost, like, plate-looking fur. Yeah. I thought it looked pretty cool, to be fair. Big dog thing. It's, it's pretty cool. Um some in, in, in quite impressive things to go with it as well. So they've they've got over a hundred songs as part of it, um, with a soundtrack that's immersive that will change with the environment when you come into battle, things like that. So it's an ever changing sort of sound in the background. 
Um, and they also sort of mentioned a couple of different combat styles. So they've introduced aerial combat so you can, you know, increase the height of your combat so you can sort of jump up and attack from above. Um, and something which I'm guessing already evolves because they just mentioned it as, you know, just a thing off the whim. The Visions of Mana Elemental Battles, which is basically where you can you use your wield your swords and everything. You can, you know, you can bring fire and water and that into the battle, um, which was pretty, again quite an interesting element to the game um and it is yeah. the first one coming to xbox yes it is i mean i mean again we we mentioned it a few weeks ago on one of the podcast episodes didn't we that square enix and microsoft are let's say be, becoming good friends now um and yeah. we expect that square enix are going to bring a lot of their games over to uh, because we know they are predominantly with playstation um but but they're now starting to come over to Xbox, um, it wasn't quite the announcement I wanted when it, you know, Square Enix popped up in the screen that there was kind of joining Developer Direct. Um, obviously, I wanted Final Fantasy, and instead, you know, we got Visions of Mana, which was originally inspired by things in Final Fantasy, so it does originate from there. Does this game? But yeah, it won't quite what I wanted. It's probably not a game I'm going to play. Um, but it is your typical Japanese anime type game, isn't it? and like you said, has that little yeah. sort of Pokemon feel about it as well. Um, yeah, and yeah. we know that yeah, there's going to be a bit more information on it, and it's currently down to arrive in the summer of 2024. So again, a few yes. months away. Yeah, I'm sure we'll get some more details on that in the coming months. Now, going from a game that I probably won't play to a game I definitely want to play. Um, Oxide Games brought us Ara History Untold. Um, so I've wanted to play this game since it first was announced last year. Yeah. Um, it's a proper sort of civilization stroke Age of Empires type game. Um, but this is like, you know, more history to it. It, it brings that feel of of history. And, and I think, you know, I love a strategy game. One thing I absolutely love that they mentioned about this strategy game is like when you play Civilization, you take your turn and you wait for the the rest of the players, however many you've picked AI or playing against human, you wait for them to take their turns. On this, it's not. This is yeah. everybody takes the turn at the same time, which I think that is great in some aspects. I think that is great. I think it will get through a game quicker and it will feel more realistic and it will set you up for a bit more of a, oh, I don't know what they're planning. Because when you watch them take their turns, sometimes that lets you in on a bit of a, well, I know, I think I know what they're going to do. Um, and at the same time, sometimes when I wanted to get little bits done, I were planning that out while others were taking their turns. So I don't know, but I do like the aspect of it. But I thought this looked incredible and bringing a crafting system and all that to it. Um, yeah, I, I, I like the looks of it. Um, I think something I did like is the fact that there's, no real sort of set victory conditions. Yes. So you, you have to prioritise your own goals and, you know, you work your own means as to how you can win the game. Obviously, there is the end game. You know, yes. you do win the game. But in terms of, you know, in most of these sort of things, you've got to kill this many people. You've got to invade this spot. You've got to capture that building. It's not to that point. There's no real sort no. of conditions that you've got to achieve You've just got to have the end game, which is basically dominate 
the I mean, world that's around it. The, you. Like the recent civilization and that, I think there was maybe four or five ways to win it, you know, military uh, science. So you'd have to get to a point where you'd build a specific building and stuff like that, where this is like taking that away. Like you can decide, can't you? Literally. Yeah. Uh, well, Literally I want to go down this road. I, I want to go to space, for example. I want to get that type of technology and go down that route. Now, while you're playing the game, I strongly advise that you don't just stick to that and have no military at all, because I'm sure that will create problems. But yeah, I like it. And I, I'm, do you know my big thing? My big downside with it is it only on. it only said on the bottom at the end of showing this on Developer Direct that it was PC and PC Game Pass. Did it really? I didn't yeah. notice that bit. It didn't mention um, any console on there. Ah. So That's I'm worried that this is going to be PC only. So that is going to have to be obviously something we look out for over the course of the year and see if they, they do um, bring it. But Because they said fall 2024, but it said available on PC and PC Game Pass. It never mentioned consoles. So I will gut it, gutted because, yeah. you know, I th- I thought I thought we were at a place now where... Whatever came out on PC, we're going to come out on console and vice versa. Uh, yeah, there's not many not. now you get that's not purely PC Game Pass, do you? So. No. So, yeah, it, I was heartbroken by that bit because this game I've been wanting to... I mean, I mean, it's just everything, isn't it? Like, I don't know. The map seems more dynamic than previous strategy games like Civilization. Like, you know, when they grew a farm in a certain area, it seemed like it grew to, to you know, a huge amount of squares. Uh, and there yeah, were a huge amount of cattle more. and stuff like that. Whereas, you know, you play Age of Empires or Civilization and it is literally a, a square or two and there's about 10 sheep in there. This looks like it, it's kind of took it to almost a city builder. It's kind of almost... Yeah, a little you know, bit. It kind yeah. of had that sort of... When you look yeah, at some I of the cities around the pyramids and that, it looked a bit like City Skylines type in certain places and stuff. And you think, it, it had wow, that's sort of mixture for me level. of like... Age of Empire, City Skylines, and even a little bit of like an Anno. You know, yeah, there's, yeah. there's that sort of mixture of a little, you know, your you world is ever evolving. You can bring in like um, different monuments and different, you know, real world things that can bring. Basically, there's a, there's a system called the Prestige System. Mm, um, and you've got to build. Use. Yeah, so you've got to like, you know, it's how you rank against your rivals and everything like that. And these monuments come in and can give your prestige or your prestige level a massive boost. Um, likewise, leaders are a thing, historical leaders from over you know centuries and centuries. They all bring different special abilities and personalities and traits that you know will impact the game when you bring yeah. them into your your battle and so on. So it looks good. I like the looks of it. I it hope does, it yeah. isn't just PC. But, so do you know, I. We'll see. But that's how it looks right now, I'm afraid, because um, that's what it said. Uh, but hopefully they'll try and make this a console version because I love it. And like you said, the way that the cities looked on it and that, it just it felt more immersive. It felt more like... Because I think that's that's the downside. Age of Empires, I think, is great because although you build a house and that house is to house, I don't know, 15 people or whatever, and you, your city or your town or whatever never looks that great but i'm happy with that and how they work that system but this looks more of a civilization game 
And with that, it never feels like there's a city evolving. Even though you do still place these big world landmarks, it never kind of feels like it's yeah. an ever-evolving city, whereas this looks like it really, really does. So I'm looking forward to this. And if it is only on PC, it probably is a game that I would still give a go. Yeah, we'll see. But on to on our final one. game, which I'll let you tell everybody yeah. what it is. You um, weren't overly impressed. <laughs> From an no, conversation. Yeah, to a point I wasn't. Uh, so one, the big game that we all knew that was coming on this uh, developer's direct was uh, from Machine Games, which is the Indiana Jones and the Great Circle. Uh, obviously, we said previously that I think, was it you that said you weren't yeah. sure on the, the Great Circle? No, 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 it won't be that. No, so what I said last week is that everybody's been slagging that name off, saying it right, doesn't okay. represent everything. So I was saying... It makes perfect sense for me now. Yeah, it does, yeah. Because of like, this, but we said that you know, last week, didn't we? Give you yeah, time once until they, they announce a... the game and it'll bloody make sense. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, Indiana Jones figures out that, you know, there's all these things that are unfolding and there's events that are taking place and that. And basically, all these events are happening in a clear circle around the globe, hence the Great Circle. Everything's going on around it. So... We get a bit of an initial trailer, which doesn't really explain anything. You just see a bit of action, don't you? So, that you know, yes. there's melee, there's gunfire, there's aeroplane battles, all of that sort of thing. Um, and then we get that deep dive from the developers. So, yeah, the first thing we find out is that the game, for the most part, is first person. Yes. Which, how do you feel about that? Um, yeah, I'm good with that. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I quite like that. Yeah. So... We also know that there's going to be a lot of puzzles involved in the game, which obviously with the settings of some of these, you know, in some of the dangerous parts of the world that we're going to go into, uh, jungles, the Himalayas and so on. Um, puzzles are there. However, they did say that a lot of the puzzles, as logical and, you know, in-depth as they are, a lot of the puzzles are there only as optional extras for those that want the extra challenge. Uh, which I think is quite good because sometimes some games when yeah. you, you're forced, I think if your hand is forced and you're really struggling with it, that can put some people off a game. You I know, feel the other point, way. I can't beat it. I feel the other way because, well, well, for me, I mean, obviously it's a personal matter, you know, personal opinion, but the puzzles is, is, is the bit that gets me most excited. It's, it's one of the things that gets me most excited about Tomb Raider is solving yeah. those puzzles. That's what I want to do. I want my brain working. I want to figure stuff out. Um, yes, it's probably a good thing that they've, you know, maybe they've made it optional for, like you said, people that don't. But at the end of the day, for me, Indiana Jones was all about puzzles, solving these puzzles to get to these places, to solve this mystery, to do that. It, that is what Indiana Jones is, just like that is what Lara Croft is. So I just think that they should be in there, and and instead people can just decide to shoot that door and it opens. Or I just, I no, I don't. That's the bit that didn't sit right with me, to be fair. Yeah, I want the puzzles. It's what I expect from an Indiana Jones game. Now, one of the bits that we got obviously an insight into is obviously the combat system, which yes. Sam, who's one of our regular listeners, he messaged me as we were watching it. And he basically said, I'll just sort of give you, it was only a couple of little comments, but he just said he thinks the game's not going to be very good. Um, and exactly the same as what I thought, he thinks the combat looks poor, which mm. I thought exactly the same, to be honest. I thought 
it seemed quite blocky at times. You know, it looks like something from five or ten years ago. Now, I'm not saying the game as a whole looks bad because I think visually it looks quite impressive. Yeah. Um, you I know, the, the, the puzzles, the, the adventure. Brilliant. Yeah, the fact that the whip can be used for multiple things. You can traverse up walls. You can use it as a distraction. So, obviously, there's you don't have to go all guns blazing. You can obviously sneak and yep. you can use the whip to sort of distract and all that sort of thing. And, obviously, you can use it as a weapon as well. Um, but, yeah, I think the main thing that stood out for me, I just thought the combat looked pretty poor. Yeah, yeah I agree. I, think, I agree with Sam and yourself. I think it looked clunky. Um, yeah. I think th this is something I also said about Skull and Bones when I played the beta recently. So I, I've kind of got that hope that that kind of thing will be polished before release and maybe look a little You'd bit different so. to what yeah. it does now. Um I'll obviously report back on that next month with Skull and Bones. But yeah, I think maybe that'll be polished. But I do think in a weird way, it was kind of in keeping with Indiana Jones and the era it's set in and things like that. Yeah, maybe. So I do think it had that aspect of it. Um, so I don't think it's going to be something that puts me off this game. And I think the one thing that I really, one thing I love in a game is a good villain. And I think Emmerich Voss, who is the main villain in this game, looks like he's going to be a pretty good villain that you love to hate. Yeah, um, he, he, he just, just got looks that like attitude about. Yeah, he's got that yeah. attitude about him, that face about him, and then you just—I mean, you see him one of the trips, don't you? Where he's at the start of the of, of the show, uh, uh, Indiana Jones is sort of buried in sand, and there's just his head popping out, and he's giving it all big licks. Is Emmerich Voss, and then he headbutts him, and I think, yeah, that's exactly what you want to do with that guy. He's just headbutt him. So, but yeah. I love that, and I think one of the biggest game franchises I can think of, other than Final Fantasy, obviously, um, that's ever done that is Far Cry. They always have an awesome villain, um, and it looks like these are going to go down the same route. So I really enjoyed that. But with what you've said with the combat, and that is this going to put you off? Are you going to play this? I'll be honest; it's not one that's on my list anyway. I've never watched a film. I've never seen an Indiana Jones film, so the game just don't. Don't appeal to you know, don't yeah, it doesn't ring any sort of appeal to me or anything like that. But it looks okay. Like I say, the only thing really that stood out for me as a negative was the combat. There's every chance they'll fix that and, you know, make it a little bit more fluid before a launch. Um you know, the the developers have said that um it's a game again with the exploration of things where it's a case of the more you look the more you'll find. You'll find yep. So, you know, we'll, there's plenty for you to go out there and discover in a game like this. Um, and, yeah, it's just another one that at the minute it's open as it arrives later this year. Yeah. I mean, I, I posed that same question to Sam as well. You know, is this is that enough to put him off? Will he play this game? As he, you know, is he an Indiana Jones fan? I mean, I wouldn't say I've ever been the biggest Indiana Jones fan. I've seen all the movies. Um, but... But yeah, I've not. Uh, um, I, I will definitely play this definitely whenever yeah. it releases later this year. I think it's it's given us a couple of solid games to sort of keep a tabs on over the next few months. Obviously, there's a good chance that we're going to get some sort of like um, I can't remember that. What's the other one now that like the game showcase? You know, we might get another one of them at some point. Oh yes, no, we're yeah, have summer games. Mean, yeah. Yeah. yeah, like the Xbox own yeah. one. Yeah. Um, as well as obviously Summer Games Fest that's going to come up in a few months again. 
Um, yeah, so I think, you know, there's still plenty of time at the minute compared to like 2023, the overall sort of outlook for Xbox and Game Pass is quite limited at the minute. We know obviously yeah, I've got to say, that there's I mean, going to be more announcements. Yeah, we're very, very early in the year, aren't we? Yeah, eight, there's a lot more to come in. this year. So yeah, there's going to be plenty, plenty more. But yeah, I mean, I, I mean, for, for there, you know, tonight alone in directed, there were three games that I will definitely take a look at, and that would be Avowed, Ara, and Indiana Jones. So, it, you know, it was it was good, it was decent, it was you know, and I think it's a nice little taster. It wets the lips for, like you said, what's what's more to come later on in the year yeah. as, as we you know as we do get into the busy period of video games yeah i think yeah it's you know it's given us something we've we've said before obviously how quiet this time of year can be so you know it's just something to work towards there's not a great deal that's been shown today that we'll get our hands on anytime soon no but you know there's still stuff to come there's still reveals is obviously at some point we're gonna get the back catalogue of Activision hopefully added to Game Pass. Yes, yes. You know, as we well are. as Blizzard and things like that. So at some point we might start seeing all, oh, you know, some of the Call of Duties, you know, um, obviously Overwatch has been on Game Pass previously. Uh, it's obviously free to play anyway. Um, but yeah, you know, there's there's plenty of games that are going to start coming onto Game Pass soon as well as the random big ones that arrive from time to time. Uh, so yeah, you for know, me there's, there's as well, I've got to look forward to. you know second of February. There's the Suicide Squad. I can't wait to get my hands on that. The end of February, the Skull and Bones. So for me, it's quite a nice. Um, you know, obviously, I've just got Baldur's Gate three. So there's quite a nice um, you steady know, flow. Yeah, st- yeah. Which there's not normally at this time of year. I think for me, normally January, February, my sort of gaming drops off big time because there's not a lot going on. Whereas this year, I don't think it will because Baldur's Gate is easily, easily going to keep me occupied until Suicide Squad in early February. And then that will definitely keep me going until end of February with Skull and Bones. So, so yeah, and then hopefully them three games combined will see me into the summer period where, like you said, yeah. we might get a back catalogue. We might, we've got this, uh, we've got the, which one is it that comes out in May? Um, um Let me just... Was that the, the notes. one? That's uh, that's Senua's Saga. Yes, yes, that was the one. Uh, so yeah, hopefully them three will take me till May when when that comes out, and then I'll be indulging in that a bit, and I'll yeah. just have to explain it to you. <laughs> you can do. We'll, we'll have a catch up on here and uh, let me but know. Yeah, how so it goes. it's nice and steady. It's nice and steady. And for anybody that's interested in simulator games, which I know you are. Um, Garden Simulator that released at the end of last year. I actually got a notification this morning um, or yesterday. I can't remember which. That it's fifty percent off. Only eleven pounds oh. to buy that game right now. So Bargain. that's crossed my mind to um, to get that as well as another little kind of side piece. So yeah, plenty to go at. I think it's going to be a, a steady, a steady ride into summer. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. And like I say, I think there's going to be more to come anyway. So. Yeah, we'll keep on top of it. And obviously, as always, we'll report all of that back here on the podcast anyway. So, yeah. Yeah, to let go. us know your thoughts. If you're you you know, if you, if you're hearing what the direct from us, this is the first you're hearing about it and you haven't had a chance to watch it or out yet, let us know what are your thoughts on it. Is the hope you're looking forward to, you know, going back and watching? Um, you know, obviously, I posed that question to Sam. Is that going to put you off Indiana Jones? Do let us know. 
Um, and for all the news that we've mentioned tonight, you can head over to press-start.uk uh, and you can capture all that there, trailers, images and, and everything to go with it. Um, but I believe yep. that is the end of tonight's yeah. episode and we'll see everybody that is next it. week. Yeah, thank you for listening and we will see you on the next one. Good night.